Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in. Winning Cures Everything, number 259. This is another bowl preview. This is December 31st through January the 1st. We got 11 bowl games in these two days, and we are going to jump into all of them. No, uh, no playoffs in this one. Kind of surprising. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. Uh, you can always follow us on Twitter at Winning Cures. You can follow me at GaryWCE. You can follow me at Chris B. Giannini. Uh, you can get with us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Winning Cures Everything. As always, show is brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. Head over to tunicatravel.com to find more information. You can find all of us, uh, all the information about us at winningcureseverything.com. Let's jump into this. Bowl preview number four. <laughs> The Military Bowl, Monday, December 31st, New Year's Eve, 11 a.m. ESPN. You get to wake up to football on New Year's Eve. I can get down with that. I like that. Uh, it's in Annapolis, Maryland. Virginia Tech, 6-6 six six on the year. Cincinnati, 10-2. Virginia Tech, 5-7 against the spread this year. Cincy, 7-5. Both teams, 2-2 two two against the spread the last four. Uh, line opened up. Cincy, minus 6.5 with a total of 53.5. The total has stayed the same. Uh, since he dropped down to a five-point favorite, they are back up to a six-point favorite. And look, Fuente's your boy. But I also think like you you kind of got a soft spot for these AAC teams. That's right. You like Luke Fickle this year a little bit. Yeah. Uh, no, I think I think this is I think this is right. I think Cincinnati can win the game by a touchdown. What I think this speaks to is you have a team that has been a perennial powerhouse in a power five country uh, at conference, right? Yeah. And then you have a team that is average, run-of-the-mill in a group of five conference. Yeah. That average run-of-the-mill team is is almost a touchdown favorite against the perennial powerhouse from the Power Five. The the metrics us, have Cincy minus 4.93 and then a total of 52. So for for we'll us to continue to discredit the American and not understand that they are, top to bottom, a better conference – than the AAC, ACC. It's just, just people are just wrong. Uh, you, this you is not right. your grandfather's football anymore, guys. You just got to get over that. Virginia. This is not your grandfather's Virginia Tech team either. Good gracious. Uh, 30.7 points per game they're giving up. That's 85th in the country. Cincy gives up 16.1 points per game. That's number seven in the country. Fickle's got that defense rolling. Yep. Uh, defensive yards per play. Cincy is number 10 in the country, 4.55. Virginia Tech. 11 spots from dead F last. <laughs> 119, uh, 6.53 defensive yards per play. Uh, both teams fairly average on offense. Uh, Cincy 6.06, number 47 in the country. Virginia Tech 5.93, that's 55th in the country. Virginia Tech plus four in turnover margin. Cincy minus one. Uh, Virginia Tech number 60, Massey strength of schedule. Cincy number 87. Um, I mean, I think... Like, Virginia Tech is going to have to run the football to win this game, I think. But Cincy is number 10 in the country against the run at 3.19 hard, yards. Hard road to hoe there. Yeah, it's it's going to be tough to do. Um, I, man, the line is, is so – like, six points seems like a lot. They are begging you. If you're a casual fan and They're begging you have you not kept Tech. up with football at all and you just walked into a sports book and said, I'm going to gamble, it's New Year's Eve, I'm here – and, and 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 we're about to throw some money down, and you see Virginia Tech plus six. Come on, man, that's got to be wrong, right? Said wrong. Everybody in the country that's not paid attention at all is betting Virginia Tech. 
Yeah, I, I, I think you and I are the same. I think I'm going to roll Cincy minus six. Um, tell me what you think about this over-under. I think it's going to go under. I think it is, too. I think, I think Cincinnati's defense is real. I think Virginia Tech's going to struggle to score. And while Virginia Tech's defense hasn't been great, Cincy's offense isn't great. So, I, I you know. I like I like the under fifty three and a half here. Yeah. Uh, this I mean this should be a fun game for eleven a.m. It's in Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, since he is used to going there against Navy, so I, I don't know about used to, but you know they they've at least been there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think the location has any effect on the game. I think it it'll be cold, and I think both these teams are used to that. No, but say that's nothing new yeah. for either one of these programs. Nothing new for either one of them. All right, so we we both like Cincy. We both like the under on this one. Let's see, Monday, December 31st. This one should be a lot of fun. The Sun Bowl. The Sun Bowl is always like the crap bowl. I don't understand. Like, Stanford's been there a couple of times. Nobody wants to go to El Paso. I love El Paso, right? Like, I, I've been to El Paso. I've played in El Paso. I don't know. It's a I'm great place, there. great city. They, hey, man, they got a Twin Peaks down there. You ever been to Twin Peaks? Let's talk about Twin Peaks real quick. <laughs> well, it's better than talking about this crap game. <laughs> Twin Peaks down there, they've so it's right next to. If you've never been to El Paso, it's right across the border from. Uh, uh, oh God, what is it? This uh, is less than like three percent of the people that listen to this have it, been yeah. to El Paso. Um, either way, you don't don't cross the border. I forget. What it, uh, I wanted to say huevos, but that's like balls in Spanish. <laughs> what is it? Uh, either way, don't go across de- the border. We have derailed. Yeah, completely. But but I'm telling you that Twin Peaks down there, they got all these little uh, Latina girls. That's some of the finest women I've ever seen in my life at that restaurant. It's unbelievable, unbelievable. So if I was on Pittsburgh or Stanford, uh, I'd be going there before this bowl game. Just saying, just tossing that out there. It's 1 p.m. on CBS in El Paso. Pittsburgh seven and six on the year. Seven and six against the spread. Stanford eight and four. Seven four and one against the spread. Stanford three zero oh, and one against the spread. Their last four. Pittsburgh two and two. The opening total is fifty two and a half. That has dropped to fifty two. And the opening line, Stanford minus six and a half. It has stayed at six and a half. Um, both of these teams are whatever, right? Like nothing crazy. Pitt- this is going to be the most boring bowl game there is so let me tell you this uh a, a shopping or a shocking stat pittsburgh 5.64 yards per rush that's number 14 in the country mm-hmm. stanford 3.71 that's good for 110th yeah, in the not, country not great now defensive rushing yards per attempt stanford only gives up 3.9 Pittsburgh gives up 4.93. So you're looking at number 42 in the country for Stanford, number 101 for Pittsburgh. Don't know that it matters. Uh, Passing yards per attempt, Stanford's number 17. Uh, But neither of the defenses can stop anybody. And and Pittsburgh cannot throw to save their lives. Like They're number uh, 106 in the country in yards per pass at 6.44. But look, both teams score in the 20s, and they give up in the 20s. Like upper twenties, so these are average football teams. Not great. Is it? Does it amaze you? This is CBS's only bowl game every year. Like, why the Sun Bowl? Because all ESPN gives them. I think ESPN owns all the bowls, and they sell a few. That is just nuts. They me. sold one yesterday to CBS Sports. Yeah, what was that? The Cure Bowl. Mm, yeah, yeah the the Tulane uh, Louisiana, Louisiana game. 
Yeah. No, you're you're right about that. Um, metrics have Stanford minus five. I might be 5. wrong on that, by the way. I think ESPN owns them all. I they, think they just sold a few. They might. They might. Uh, metrics have Stanford minus 5.54 and a total of 59. I could see the total going over the 52 here. Uh, so I, I know I'm going over. Um, I think I like Stanford minus the six and a half. I'm going to bet Stanford because Pitt is a garbage team, and I'm going to go under because I think this game's incredibly boring, and I don't think anybody's going to score. I think both teams are going to run the football, which is going to bleed the clock. I think – see, I think the only thing Pitt can do is run, and I think Stanford can stop them. Stanford throws the football, man. I I know that. They don't run it very well this year. Like, it, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside is awesome, and I don't think he's out for this game. Mm. I think he's playing. And K.J. That, Costello, like, he can throw the football. I don't know that he's awesome. He's good. He's – He's good. I think he's awesome, man. I think I think he's really good. I've watched him a lot this year. He is he's outstanding. Uh a lot of fun to watch. So I, I do think uh, I think I think there's gonna be points because neither one of these defenses is great by any stretch of the imagination. Uh so I, I'm gonna go over the fifty nine and you're going what, under the fifty nine? Yep. Okay. Yeah, it, it, I mean I, I could see it being cold and uh, it's not fifty nine. Oh sorry, sorry, it's sorry. 52. Over the fifty two. And I'm gonna go under fifty two. You're going under fifty two. I'll take all those 59 points, but you can't get that anywhere. No, you can't get that. I mean, you could tease it if you wanted to. I'm not that interested in this game. <laughs> not going to do that. I can uh, I can understand. All right, so we both like Stanford minus the six and a half. Let's see. <laughs> this is a fun bowl game. <laughs> the, uh, the Red Box Bowl. It's December 31st. It's in Santa Clara, California, 2 p.m. on Fox. So another another bowl game not on ESPN, Michigan State and Oregon. Michigan State seven and five on the year, four and eight against the spread, one and three against the spread in their last four. Oregon eight and four, five and seven against the spread, two and two in their last four uh, against the spread. Uh, Oregon opened a one and a half point favorite. The total was forty seven and a half. That has jumped to forty eight, and Oregon is now a three point favorite. All of the numbers. Other than like defensive points per game and defensive yards per play, point to Michigan State, or sorry, point to uh, Oregon. Oregon. I would say none of them point to Michigan State. Uh, the the metrics have Oregon minus point four points, so they I mean they got this like a toss up, and the total is forty five according to the metrics, so it's a little bit under this. Michigan State has averaged what 14 points a game for like yeah. the last four games not, not a or lot. five games That's right uh they they can't score whatsoever both teams are are plus in turnover margin michigan state plus two oregon plus four um michigan state cannot run the football which is surprising they're number 118 in the country in rushing yards. they can't throw the ball either um it's why they only score 14 yeah they're number 123 in yards per pass <laughs> like it's it's really bad um, but I have an interesting stat for you. Okay. Michigan State 5-1 and one against the spread and straight up in their last six bowl games. Uh, the only loss was to Alabama in the 2015 playoffs. In seven bowl games with a spread of less than seven points, Mark D'Antonio 7-0 and against the spread, 6-1 and one straight up, 5-0 and against the spread with four outright wins as yeah. an underdog. D'Antonio is the factor here. I, I literally yeah. don't like anything about Michigan's team against Oregon's team. But but I ride with D'Antonio. 
That's I'm doing the same thing. I mean, that, I just do. That, and those numbers are you. You can't fight with those numbers. I mean, it, it, he it, gets them up for bowl game. It drives me insane, but his teams just figure it out. But you you have to look at this from like a coaching perspective, right? Mario Cristobal is one of those that's like, all right, well, we're going to play our young players, and we we'll, we just want the practices. Like it's a game that doesn't really mean anything. And D'Antonio always looks at it as we got one shot to go out there on a national stage, and this is what people will remember you by. So, you know, Cristobal last year, like, he got the head coaching job and then absolutely laid an egg against Boise State in the Las Vegas Bowl. I think it could be kind of the same thing here. Oregon is focused on recruiting. Like, they just got the number one or number two player in the country uh, yesterday. So we're recording this on December 16th. But they, I mean... They are going hard after some of these recruits. I don't think they're going to be too worried about a Red Box Bowl that's that's in Santa Clara. Right? Probably not. Uh, Michigan Probably State not. will look at this as you going under. Uh, I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go under the. 48. I'm going under as well. I'm going under the forty because I don't think Michigan if, State. Can if score Michigan much. State's going to sco- if they're going to cover and and win yeah. the game, and they're only going to score fourteen, then you can't <laughs> you can't make math get you forty. Yeah. Definitely not 48. Close to 50. I just don't see it. I don't see it either. The only way this game goes over is if Michigan State gets blown out. And I just I mean, don't that, see that how either. is this going to – I mean, how mathematically do you get a close game in the upper 40s and low 50s? You just, you just can't – that just yeah. can't happen with with this team. No, you're you're right. So, we, we're both taking State uh, Michigan State plus the three. I'm watching it happen. And, yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, we're both going under the 48 on this one. Uh, this I am kind of interested to watch this one just to see, like, Fox's coverage of it. And, well, I'll, and I'll watch it because I like D'Antoni. And I like watching Oregon. I mean, they're fun. Yeah. I like Cristobal. He's a good coach. Yes, he certainly is. He certainly is. Uh, now, it's on as, as the same time as our – or at the same time as our next game. Uh, so, I'm going to have to have two games on at the same time. But that that is what it is. The uh, The next one is the Liberty Bowl. 2.45 p.m. ESPN in Memphis, Tennessee. Missouri, 8-4 on the year. 6-5-1 against the spread. They're 3-1 against the spread the last four. Oklahoma State, 6-6 six six on the year. 6-6 uh, six six against the spread. 2-2 two two against the spread in the last four. Uh, this is a team that plays like to the level of their competition every week. They they lost to what Baylor. They lost to TCU. They were right in there with, uh, with Oklahoma. Like, it just had a two-point conversion that they had to convert to win that game. Uh, they beat West Virginia. Like, they they beat Texas, like which is not a whole lot, but, like, Texas is pretty good this year. Like, this is a strange Oklahoma State team. The metrics have Missouri minus 11 and a total of 76. Uh, the opening line was Missouri minus 10 with a total of 71. Currently, that total is 74.5, but the line has dropped. Missouri minus eight right now. Do you think that has to do with the fact that Oklahoma State plays to the level of competition? Yeah, I think a lot of that has. It's hard to gauge Oklahoma State and and look at them from a numbers perspective because when they play good teams, they play really really well, and when they play bad teams, they play really poor. And it's just one of those things where how when you look at numbers and and all you do is use analytics, it throws all of that out the window yeah i mean it makes it impossible to grade them um 
just from a sheer numbers perspective. Offensive lineman Larry Williams for Oklahoma State is out for this game, and Justice Hill, the running back, is sitting out for NFL reasons. Yep. Um, but all that means is more Chuba Hubbard. And I, I think Chuba Hubbard I, is a better running I, back I was about than to say, Hill. I don't know that the best running back is sitting out. Yeah. I, I just, think He's just not eligible for the NFL right now. Yeah. That's the reason he's playing. You're, uh, you're right about that. Uh, <laughs> offensive, uh, offensive points per game, Oklahoma State averages 38.4. That's number 14 in the country. Missouri, 36.9 at 18. Oh, I'm going over. Uh, yeah, I, I think. I've been going under most of these big numbers just because it, it's just kind of hard to to take all those points, I think these two teams are going to score, and I think they're going over. Yeah, I think I think you're probably right. I'm going to take Missouri minus the eight. I'm going to take Oklahoma State. I like Gundy. I think this could be last team with the ball. You get more than a touchdown. And, uh, and if it's just back and forth shootout, then, you know, over under how many punts you think we got. If I give you four and a half total punts, we're going under that? Yeah, I think we're going under that. I think I think we're probably going under that one. Uh, Oklahoma State, if if nothing else, because like Oklahoma State will turn the football over rather than punt the ball. Oh, that's true. But okay. So it, it, truth Oklahoma State is minus eight on the year in turnover margin. Missouri is dead even, just zero. Um, I mean, it's it's two teams that that can put up a whole lot of points and then also give up a lot of points. Missouri's got a better defense. Uh, and I'll tell you this: at Massey's strength of schedule, Missouri number three schedule in the country. Okay. Oklahoma State number fifty four. All right. So. Missouri has played well all they are two plays away from being ten to two. Uh but at the same time, Oklahoma State's what, two plays away from being eight and four? Yeah, with wins so, over Oklahoma at Oklahoma and uh, Baylor, Baylor, TCU, TCU. Or, or whatever. So at both of those, like it yeah, I mean, close games. Yeah. Whew. Um Okay, so you you like Oklahoma State. I, yes, sir. I think this is gonna be this may be one of the most fun games. Like this is definitely a top ten game. It's going to be a fun. Oh no, it's going to be up. This there. is going to be a lot of fun. Memphis lucked out. The Liberty Bowl lucked out and got a really fun matchup here. I'm, I might, I might go to this game. I'm, you know, I'm debating it. I'm really debating it. I'm going to look at the weather because I'm a big baby. But it, it's going to be cold. If it's nice, it's always yeah, cold. I can handle cold if it's sunny out, but I don't. If it's gloomy and weather, I don't do that stuff. It's. I went to the too, way too high made it. I went to that. Liberty Bowl between Tulsa and Iowa State That's a few years ago. A terrible idea. And it rained the whole time. And I drink beer because this is one of the few college stadiums that you know at the time you could order beer. And I drank Ghost River all day, and that was a bad idea. Sounds bad like idea. Terrible. Uh, yeah, it was. It was pretty, pretty awful. All right, we got a, a few more games on December thirty first. Uh, let's start out. Let's go to California. The Holiday Bowl in San Diego, California, 6 p.m. It's on FS1. It's another Fox Sports uh, bowl game. So they they kind of they kind of jumped in here. Well, I think and I might be wrong on ESPN owning them all because Fox obviously has the deal with the Big 12, uh, the Big 10 and the Pac-12. Yeah. Those so are that, Fox, that might be what this is. Those are Fox conferences, so maybe bowl games between those teams are on Fox. Uh, Northwestern eight and five on the year, six six and one against the spread, uh, two and two against the spread in their last four. Utah nine and four, seven and six against the spread, two and two in their last four. Uh, Utah is a seven point favorite. It opened at seven and a half, and the total has gone up to forty six. It opened at forty five. I was a little surprised that it was this high to begin with for Northwestern. 
the total? No, no, the uh, spread. The spread. Yeah. Oh, I'm shocked. I think I think this number is wrong. The uh, the metrics have got Utah minus seven point two nine. Uh, I, I think a, that's wrong. In a total of forty one. I I could be dead wrong on this. Tyler Hundley is supposed to be back. Yeah. I I think I don't know that that changes too much. I think this Northwestern team is tough. I th- I think they're a tough football team, and I think they're going to show up to play in this game. You might be right. I think this is about as dead even as a game as we're going to see. I, like I said, I've been wrong before, big wrong, but but I think the metrics are awful here. I think this is a well, pretty a, no, even game. It's tough to get metrics on Northwestern, right? Like if you want to look at Northwestern, four point seven six yards per play. That's one twenty third in the country. Uh, defensive yards per play, 5.52. That's 54th in the country. Like, they only scored 23.7. That's 107th in the country. Uh, 23.5 points per game given up on defense, 40th in the – like, nothing about them says this is a great team. And yet, 8-1 in the Big Ten, like, they always cover as an underdog. I mean, they they just – they always seem to, at least in the Big Ten. Uh, They did not cover against Notre Dame early in the year. Uh, I don't know, man. I I am so back and forth on this one. I, I literally haven't made a pick. I'm just going to make a pick on here. Uh, I think there's a lot of people on Northwestern. And while I love our Westlot Pirates boys. I don't know anybody that's on Northwestern, though. It's, like, oh, the, the majority of the, the spread the money friends, is on Northwestern. Even though the line hadn't moved at all? No, it moved from 7.5 down to 7. But it's that's a majority is you know it's like fifty eight percent on fifty one percent majority fifty eight percent of the 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 money is coming in on Utah, or sorry on uh, on Northwestern, which is why the line dropped down right. So I don't think the sharps have actually bet this one yet. I'm gonna go with Utah here. I I like Tyler Hundley coming back. I think their offense is is better than Northwestern's. Uh, I just. You know, it's just a gut feel here. That's fine. You okay. might be right. I think this is an even game. You give me seven points to start the game. I, I think this is going to come down to a field goal, a last possession, and there's no doubt in my mind Northwestern could absolutely win this game outright. I I'm going to go under the 46. And I'm going under 46. Yeah. So we're, we're both going under the 46. Um, but I, I'll take Utah minus the seven. You'll take Northwestern plus the seven. Correct. Uh, okay. Like, we that's – that's perfectly reasonable. I, I don't. I don't think there's really a bad pick on this game. Like it's. I think I mean, it should be a lot I, of fun. That's where we're different. I just. I think the line is wrong. I think this is a pick 'em game. That's okay. I mean, I really think these are two even teams. I think they had very similar seasons. They lost games they absolutely should have won. They won games that nobody thought they should have won, and they played teams that they didn't. People didn't think they should have been close to to a stalemate. I think they're they're really even teams. That's okay. I like both of these coaches a lot. I think yeah, Kyle Whittingham real, and, and Kyle Pat Winningham Fitzgerald. Is great. Pat Fitzgerald has frustrated me to no end in his in-game coaching, but getting his guys ready. Uh, yeah, when, has, whenever has, they are underdogs, he gets them fired. Really done up. well. It's been fired awesome. up. So, I okay, I'm with you. I I think this game's going to be a whole lot of fun. Yep, whole lot of fun. The Gator Bowl. 6.30 p.m. ESPN, Jacksonville, Florida. It's the last game of December 31st, the last game of 2018. You get to see Jimbo Fisher go up against Dave Doran. What a matchup. God. What a <laughs> – NC State found a way to go 9-3 and three this year. 
Six and six against the spread. Yeah, they two backed and, out of a West Virginia game and uh, and then played a bunch of uh, crap. They, they played yeah. no one good. Uh, two and two against the spread in their last four. Texas A and M eight and four on the year. Eight and four against the spread. Two and two against the spread in their last four. The opening line was A and M minus four and a half. That has jumped up to six. And the opening line, uh, our opening spread, pff, opening total. I can't talk for nothing. I swear. Uh, opening total, 58.5. That has stayed the exact same. Um, you know, it, metrics say two evenly matched teams. It's got A&M minus 3.84. That's that's what the metrics say. And a total of 69. I love A&M here. Metrics say they're evenly matched because the metrics don't know the teams that um, North Carolina State played were garbage. Massey strength of schedule, A&M number four in the country. Yep. NC State number 59. Correct. So big, big difference there. Not to mention NC State uh, linebacker Jermaine uh, Pratt is out and NC State wide receiver Kelvin Harmon is out. Both of those are prepping for the NFL. So you got two of your best players sitting out and I love A&M. People in the confidence pools, this is my number one most confident game of the year. I, I think this number is obscenely wrong, like insultingly wrong. I think A&M can beat them by three touchdowns. I could see that. Like it won't shock me if A&M just boat races the hell out of them. You going over, uh, over the 58? No, I'm going under the 58. I don't know that NC State's going to score a lot. I know NC State's offense has been good, but I don't know that they're going to score. They haven't played anybody. I'm going to go over the 58 and a half because I think that A&M will put up a lot, and I yeah. could see, I could no, see it, this. That would, that would be the way it'd be. If A&M scores yeah. 40, then yeah, they're going to go over and a half, 58. Like you, you get a cover on the total at 38 to 21. Yeah. You know, at that point, it's it's a cover. And I could see NC State putting up at least three touchdowns. Because I don't I don't know, man. I mean, they might not. I mean, they, they you know what? They might not. But, I mean, they have against a, a lot of teams. They but didn't the, against but Clemson. But the side, the side is where – I mean, that is my favorite yeah. pick of all of bowl season is this game right here. The the end of 2018 brings you Chris's favorite pick. I'm in with it. I'm in with it. I, I'm all over A&M. I love them in this spot. I think Jimbo Fisher knows that uh, this game matters – to the players, I and think the NC State's and... a complete fraudulent team. Oh, absolutely. I mean that's that's the that's the whole premise of this is NC State is a trash football team posing as a nine win team. Yeah, I, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. So let's start off 2019. One of my favorite bowl matchups, by the way. Mine too. And I have no idea what to do. The Outback Bowl. 11 a.m. on ESPN2. It's in Tampa, Florida. Uh, it's Iowa at 8-4 and four against Mississippi State at 8-4. and four. Uh, Iowa 7-4-1 against the spread. Mississippi State 8-4 and four against the spread. Iowa 1-3 against the spread in their last three. Mississippi State 3-1 and one in their last four. Um, opening line was Mississippi State minus five. And that has jumped out to State minus seven. And the total actually went from 44 down to 43 and a half. Yeah. Not a lot of points there. Nope. Uh, I think Noah, that is right, by the way. Iowa tight end Noah Fant is out for this game. Uh, he is sitting out for the NFL draft. 
I'm just like these are two fantastic defenses. State is number one in the country in defensive points per game. Iowa's number eleven at seventeen point four. Defensive yards per play. State is number three at four point one seven. Iowa's number eight at four point five zero. The difference here is that State can run the football, and Iowa can't. And neither of them can throw the football. Like, they're both great defenses. If you had to lean on what one of the quarterbacks, which quarterback you're taking? You're taking Iowa's quarterback, right? Man, but Stanley is so – like, okay, so as far as throwing the football, yes. Yes, but I think that – Running their offenses. Running the offenses that these coaches tend to run. Yeah. Like, it's, it's tight. I think State can win the game. I don't like laying seven here. No, I don't. Either. I don't like I, laying I'm, seven. I love the under. You know how much I like Iowa. I, I mean, I got an Iowa T-shirt this I know. year. Like, I don't know. I know. And state's great. That, that's not a knock on state to to bet them, but I don't know that they're going to beat them by seven because I, I mean, we're going against the spread here. I mean, this I could like, be a fourteen thirteen game, and it yeah. wouldn't surprise me at all. I like state to it win. It could be the a nine six game. I mean, I, neither one of them score a touchdown. Wouldn't shock me at all. No, no, it wouldn't shock me at all. Uh, this is one of those games that feels like it should be played like in the Midwest or this, in the cold. This or is something. where like the pinstripe bowl should be. Like, yeah, this is where yeah, yeah you go up to, to to Yankee Stadium, go somewhere cold. You're right, Detroit. So Motor the City metrics bowl. metrics have got State minus six point four four and a total of forty. Uh, I like State to win the game. I don't like them to cover the seven though. I'm gonna go Iowa yeah. plus the seven. Same and that's the same same for you and under. And we are both going the under forty three and a half. Uh, and watch it end up being like punt returns and pick oh no, it could they could blow it up and and yeah, I mean a lot of things could happen. Look, we've been wrong. Oh, we and we will be wrong we're, again. We're we're picking like forty something bowl games. Yeah, come on, man. Now you you're right, you're right. All right, that uh that moves us off of that one. Now we've got uh, what four games left? Four games left, and this is this was fun. Big Blue Nation. Heading down to the Citrus Bowl in Orlando, Florida, 12 p.m. on ABC on New Year's Day. Penn State nine and three, seven and five against the spread, two and two against the spread in the last four. Kentucky nine and three, five and seven against the spread, and one and three against the spread in their last four. Uh, the opening line here was Penn State minus four. It is now ballooned up to six and a half. Kentucky, uh, the the point total forty seven and a half. That uh that doesn't seem like a lot of points here. Um, the metrics have got Penn State minus five with a point total of 45. So, metrics have it going under, and it's got Kentucky covering. I'm going to lean that way. I've already told you this stat on, on another game. As an underdog of six-plus points, the SEC is 16-4 and four in their last 20 in that spot. I think Kentucky is fired up for this game. This game will matter more to them than Penn State. Oh, absolutely. And it's it's Trace McSorley's last game, but he had been dealing with some injuries and whatnot. He, he might be fine by the time this game rolls around. Um, but I just – If I was Trace, I wouldn't play. We, we saw Penn State against a really good defense, and that was Michigan. And they got beat 42-7. to So – I think Kentucky yeah, but can slow. Kentucky can't score forty two. No, no, no. Kentucky's not going to be Kentucky's able to put that Kentucky's defense up. isn't Michigan good. No, no, they're I mean, not. But it's I think a they, little bit of an exaggeration. I think they are really, really good though. 
I think like Josh a good Allen's defense. playing. Like the, the no, players, they're, they're a good defense. Benny, I'm not knocking them. So Benny Snell is playing running back for for Kentucky. Um, I I think I think Kentucky will be able to slow down Penn State enough. I like Kentucky plus the six and a half here. All right, you've you've sold me. So, I had no feel for this game whatsoever. But I like Kentucky this year. They're a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And this I'll, is I'm on Kentucky, and I'm on the under. On the okay, yeah, I'm I'm gonna roll the under as well. Under forty seven and a half. Um I I'm mean, on Kentucky in the under, and here's my lot. I don't think Trey should be playing in this game. You've got NFL aspirations, this game doesn't matter. Is he really gonna play in the NFL though? Have you seen the quarterbacks? I think he could play in the yeah, NFL. But he's, I mean, Trace is like five foot nine, man. I I don't know that the short thing matters anymore. I don't know. He's it, I think offenses have changed and adapted. You might be right. You I mean, might he be right. Be a backup. It's a good job. That's definitely a good job. I mean, you, you're right. You know what's crazy? Like we talk about Kentucky's defense. Um, Penn State's defense metrically is better, right? So Kentucky only gives up 16.3 points a game. That's number eight, and Penn State gives up 20, which is number 20 in the country. Um, but yards per play, Penn State's number 17. Like at 4.67 yards per play. Kentucky number 40 at 5.25. Uh, but Kentucky has played some. Some crazy offensive teams with Missouri and, and Georgia put up a whole bunch of yards on them. Well, I mean, Penn State had to play Ohio State. I mean, that was a big game. Yeah. No, you're That's right. That's a good offense. You're right. You're so. right. Um, yeah, I I think I like Kentucky. So we're both okay. rolling Kentucky we plus six it. and a half uh, and then the under 47 and a half. All right, we got three more to go and this one, whew. This is this is your game. That's fine. The Fiesta Bowl. January 1st, 2019, 12 p.m. in Glendale, Arizona. It's on ESPN. Central Florida. UCF 12-0, and 9-3 against the spread, 3-1 and against the spread in their last four. And LSU, 9-3, and 6-6 six and six against the spread, 1-3 in their last four. Line opened up LSU minus 8. And the uh, the total was fifty four and a half. That is now up to fifty five and a half, and the line has come down to seven and a half. What what's your the metrics? By the way, have got UCF favored. They should, they should be. I think the line is off, and it's, this it's, is it's point two eight and sixty seven is the point total on this, which is way over the fifty five. This is Power Five football bias. That's all this is. And I've, I've been saying it forever. Th- this team is really good. I'm the one guy that defended them, and now my team has to play them. And that's what pisses me off. That's what makes me mad. It's, I'm the one defending you guys. What's my reward? No, no. Florida gets to coward their way out of this game, and LSU gets stuck with them. I think I think UCF's going to win the game. I think they're the better team. Is, is Greedy Williams playing in this game? No. No. All right, and nor so should he. Uh, we know Mackenzie Milton is not playing. I uh, let me tell you, I like LSU in the spot. I think they are going to be fired up for this game. I, I don't know. I don't know, know offensively how we score with them. I think you will be able to run the football 
like it is going out of style. We might be able to. You're probably right on that. Memphis ran on them. We can run on them. But at, we in, have in to, the at some trenches. point in time, we have to be able to stop them. And and I think you'll be able to do that. Because Dave Aranda against a freshman quarterback, like he he has one game – or no, is it two games that he started against UConn early in the year. But it, he's got two games of starting experience against awful defenses. Correct. He has never seen anything like what he is going to see in this game. Like even I hope if LSU right. plays backups, I, I hope you're right. So I like LSU here a lot. Like I'm, I'm a, I think LSU absolutely handles these dudes. Um, and that's not to say that like UCF doesn't belong in the game or anything like that. I think it would have been a much closer game with Mackenzie Milton. But I like the matchup of Dave Aranda against uh, against Mac a lot. Because I think that he will confuse this kid. They will get picks. They will get turnovers. Um, I hope you're right. Yeah. Both of LSU's cornerbacks are going to be out. I don't think it matters. They got players back there. They are they are stacked. They are loaded. Um, how do you – I'm, I'm going to go over oh, the 55 yeah. and a half. No, the over is definitely a play. That seems really low. Yeah. Like why – you think – I mean, because it's so funny looking, you think maybe something's there? I don't. I don't know the answer to that. I mean, the only thing I can think of is Vegas thinks LSU is going to win twenty-eight to nothing. Like I can't. I can't figure out why the number is so low unless you think UCF just won't score on this defense. And I think they'll be able to put up some points, but I think LSU can put up a lot. And I. I mean, again, I could be wrong, but this defense is not. Look, I mean, this offense has not looked great. No, they haven't. They haven't, but I, I think they can in this spot. I think they really can. So that leaves us with two games left. Let's jump into the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all. Ohio State in Washington, 4 p.m. ESPN, Pasadena, California. Ohio State, 12-1 on the year, Big Ten champions, 6-6-1 six, six against the spread, 3-1 and one against the spread in their last four. Washington, 10-3. Four and nine against the spread this year. Two and two against the spread in their last four. Opening line was Ohio State minus five and a half. That is now up to seven. The total at 58 is what it opened. It has remained at 58. Urban Meyer's last game. A lot of motivation for the Ohio State guys? Supposedly. Yeah, I think so. Probably right. Probably right. Um, How about this? Urban Meyer's last game at Ohio State. Now he did this before, right? At, at Florida, he retired before the ball game or before the bowl game. Said he was going to coach that game, yep. and then after the bowl game, he was like, "Yeah, psych. Like I'm going to come back. Why not? Like I'm not ready to give it up yet." Uh, I don't think that's happening here. I think he's actually gone from Ohio State after this, uh, and he'll stay on like in some role, or but that's what they've announced. But whatever. Uh, I will. I I. Okay, so the metrics, Ohio State minus 5.5, which is what the opening line was, and the total of 54. Dwayne Haskins can throw the football, and, I mean, there's everything leans Ohio State here. But I'm going to go Washington. Yep. I like the Washington defense. That's the right play. Yeah. You want to wait until right at kickoff because when this game gets going, 
and going and going. This line is going to keep moving, and money is going to pound in on Ohio State. Well, because all day long, because it's the Rose Bowl, they are going to have pictures of Urban Meyer, That's and right. Ohio State gets Stories to the stadium. Stories about Ohio Urban State gets in. I mean, it's going to be obnoxious. It, it'll get up to 10, I bet. Yeah, it's going to get massive. You just wait, and all of the money is going to be on Ohio State. You want to go the other way. Yeah. And, I go, and I like the under. Well, Washington's secondary is lights out. Yeah, really good. I mean, they are really good. unbelievable. Um, we got to remember, Purdue shut Ohio State down. Oh, they, yeah. We think about the Purdue win. They think, oh, it was just a back-and-forth game. No, no, Purdue's defense yeah, shut completely them down. shut them down. Washington's defense, defensive passing yards per attempt, they're number nine in the country. Yep. Give up 5.74 yards per pass attempt. Um, defensive rushing yards per attempt. Washington is number 23 in the country, 3.53. Look, Miles Gaskin is going to be able to run on Ohio State's defense. Jake Browning, not a, he hadn't been great this year, but like he's been serviceable. He will be able to find some open receivers in that secondary. Well, Chris the, Peterson is also an exceptional yes, coach. Yes, he is I mean, fantastic. nobody's going to have his team more ready than, than Peterson is. Yeah. I mean, that's just the truth. Yeah, you know, you're, you're 100% right. I don't know that Urban has the coaching edge in this game. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I like Washington plus the seven here, uh, and I'll, I'll wait until game time to to bet again. Let it keep moving. Yeah, let it, it won't keep go moving. down. Um, but I, you taking Washington plus seven? Yeah, because there's no public money at all that's going to bet Washington. Yeah, it's very very little. I mean, there will be a few sharps that come in. Yeah, but there won't be any public. But money. the public money, absolutely not. Uh, over under fifty eight. I'm going under. I'm going under as well. I don't think. Uh, I think this number is predicated on Ohio State putting up points. Sure. And I don't think that that's going to happen. So, I mean, they'll put up some points. But I, I love Washington plus the seven here and, and, and the under 58. We both got that one. I like that. The last game of the bowl season, at least before the national championship game. And this was this was voted as one of the best bowl games, and I don't understand it. Like I guess because it's it's Georgia and Texas, it, it's the Sugar Bowl Tuesday, January. 1st. It's two big programs. Yeah, but that's all bullshit. Uh, Seven forty-five p.m. ESPN, New Orleans, Louisiana, Georgia, eleven and two on the year, eight four and one against the spread, three and one against the spread in their last four. Texas nine and four, five and eight against the spread, two and two against the spread in their last four. Line opened up Georgia minus eleven, and then the total of fifty-seven and a half. That total is now fifty-eight. And the spread has moved from 11 to 13 in favor of Georgia. Um, all numbers point to Georgia. Metrics, Georgia minus 16 and a half. Uh, the total is 60 as far as the analytical stuff goes. I mean, what what say you? I think Georgia kills them. I don't think there's any ch- – I cannot see a scenario where Texas wins this game. I'm so the only scenario you, that you I've have got, liked Texas all year, and and I just don't see it. I okay. The only way that Texas wins, or even covers for that matter, is if Georgia just doesn't show up. And we've seen this with teams at Alabama that Kirby Smart coached in the past, where. Oh, we didn't like you. You lose out on a national championship appearance, so your consolation prize is a bowl game that doesn't mean anything. So uh, we're just going to go through the motions. I hate that excuse. 
hate that excuse. You've got a month to prepare. If you're not preparing for the game, then that's on you as a coach, and you have to wear that as your resume. Forever. And, and they do. And they do. No, because everybody gives them the excuse, well, they didn't care about it. So they don't have to wear it. Well, I'm Everyone wondering. forgives them immediately. Everybody forgave Auburn. Everybody forgave Alabama when it happened to them. Everybody, we just we just pass by it like it's it doesn't matter that the game didn't happen. It's so, just an excuse and it's just a cop out. No, you got your ass whipped by a lesser opponent. That's just not going to happen here. So is there? It, I was about to say, is there any other way for Texas to win? No, the game? because Texas is not a lesser opponent. Texas is not Utah. Texas is not UCF. Texas is a big boy school. They're big, they're chesty, they're rich. No, Georgia's not going to roll over against them. Yeah, you might be right. Uh, look, I'll, I'll tell you. They played UCF, I could see them rolling over. If they if they played another lesser school that somehow got into this game, I could absolutely see them rolling over and not being prepared. You don't you don't you don't do that against another big boy power school that thinks there's somebody because they're not. I'm gonna roll with Georgia. Georgia's gonna kill them. Although I mean, the last time that Georgia went down to the Bayou as a uh, favorite, like that, you know what happened? Yeah, but they played a real team. <laughs> Um. Uh, yeah, Georgia minus thirteen. I think is the play here. It. I mean, they're just a, a better overall team. I don't. I don't think. I don't think talent on the field wise, these teams are close. No, not not even close. No, Georgia is is top two or three. Georgia lost their defensive coordinator. Don't know that it matters. Don't I know. Don't, I, don't I think, think the does. dudes on the field are that different. Yeah. At, at Jake Fromm, I think we'll have a huge game. Uh, oh, I think Swift, Swift and, and, and Holyfield, Holyfield will yeah. both have big games. Yeah, I mean, you're probably I, yeah. right on that. No, I I just think this game gets ugly early. I was annoyed that this is the matchup that we got for the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, I mean this, and this I get why be. they did it because they care about the 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 franchise. They care about the brand of Texas. Look, Texas is a good team. They're not a great team. They don't belong in a Sugar Bowl game. They just don't. Now you might be right. You might be right. Get your ass whipped by by a mediocre to to bad. Uh, Maryland Oklahoma. team. Oh, Maryland team and yeah. Oklahoma State. And then and then Oklahoma State, who had just one of the weirdest seasons in the world. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're be, right. Yeah, be bad. Yeah. I, I'll, look, Tom Herman is turning this thing around. The fact that they won nine games this year, played he's, for a Big 12 championship. He's, he's better than Mac Brown. And, and better than Charlie Strong was. Okay. At least at this program. I'll give you that. Uh, he, I, was, I was upset that LSU didn't get him. Today, I'll take my guy. And that, that that's not homerism. I, I'll take my guy. I think O is proven to be a better coach than Herman. Wow. I know that I know that I'm very low on that rank of of what people actually think, and 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 nobody would agree with that. I think the resume shows my guy's done way better. Yeah, I mean he's he's uh, he's exceeded expectations. He's at a lesser school compared to Texas. Yeah, I mean. It, Nope, that's God, you can't. No, you can't I know argue that, that, but like can't Texas is like way, way up, and like LSU is not that far away from them. Yeah, yeah, they are. Money wise, the, uh, money wise, yeah. the money that both those schools make and have facility wise, yeah, no, talent right. wise, we should be dead even. You're right. One guy has done way more than the other. You uh, you going over under the fifty eight? Oh, under, under Texas isn't scoring under the fifty eight. <laughs> I'm going to go over the 58. Georgia's defense is going to kill him. 
I'm going to go over the 58 because I think Georgia's going to put up a whole lot of points. Oh, now, that, now, that I might get caught with my pants down because, yeah, if Georgia scores 38-40, then, yeah, I'm going to look Yeah, look so, bad. I mean, this could be like a 42-21 kind of game. But, I mean, if Georgia game. scores 38, I still think I'm good. You might be. I mean, 38-13 still gets you a, yeah. an under. I like it. I like it. That is uh, that is our bowl previews. And we are uh, we we will be back with a national championship preview whenever that game is actually set. Um, but for now, you know we'll be handling our NFL stuff and whatnot. So we hope that you guys stick around. It's time for the rundown. Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter, at winningcures. You can follow myself, at GaryWCE. You can follow me at Chris B. Giannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I. You can also email the show, that's winningcureseverything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551 226 9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team or praise us or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551 226 9899, and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show, and until next time, have a good one, guys. Hey, don't forget, subscribe to the Winning Cures Everything podcast on iTunes and make sure you leave a review. For every 25 written five-star reviews we get on iTunes, we are donating to St. Jude's Children's Hospital and Le Bonheur's Children's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. So subscribe and review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and all your favorite podcast apps. Remember, the Winning Cures Everything podcast.